me if I am not here. Gonna hit. Right, gonna hit record. Rap. You can introduce the philosophy teacher if you'd like. <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't want to. You should. <laughs> First of all, I I was jabbing him about it being history. He's like, no, it's even less specific than that. This gets. This is just. But it explains it. so much as to why his articles go on forever and never really come to a point. And <laughs> I feel, though, that if you talk about a philosophy professor, I have to ask the question here, Jared, which is, did you do this because of Danaher? Uh, I would argue that Danaher did it because of me. No, that's <laughs> not true. But that's, okay. what that's what I heard. <laughs> I heard they were uh, like, no, Danaher, I'm, who's I'm, your idol? He's like, Jared Dell. No, nah, man, <laughs> like... To to plug one of my teammates, I'm like the PS1 graphics version of Danaher. Uh, you know, I wish I could understand how sly that reference was, I but I get don't. It. I'm so sorry. And for a second, I was like, Bond? No, that can't be Bond. Oh, whatever. Kev, just say some American product at him. Like, Yeah, you're uh, the Channing Tatum of this podcast yeah. right now. Well, yeah. <laughs> Take that. Yeah, well, I mean, like, you know, the PlayStation 1, it's got some horrible graphics, man. Like, I'm just like the terrible graphics version of it. Oh, uh, okay. oh the PS1. Okay. I get that. <laughs> now we're good. Yeah, but... <laughs> we didn't know what you were talking about because My both bad. accent and also the way you refer to it. It's a PS1 and not me play three one. And like, I don't understand your gibberish, but here's the Let thing. Let the Jared. crowd decide. <laughs> you all chime in. Did I feel you, like we, we've been recording this whole time, right? Like, this is his introduction, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, welcome to the show again, uh, Jared. We're so glad to have you back. It is, that. you know, we, we've had a couple days to kind of process everything. You made some picks for Over Under Kevin. We'll re- reveal the results in a little bit. But what was it like watching the fights with a little bit of added pressure this time? I actually enjoyed it a lot more, to be honest. Um, I was constantly like thinking about my picks and how it was going, especially in the main event. And yeah, you know, you just, it's that little extra urgency and you're like, oh, did I pick that one? But <laughs> yeah, it was an exciting, it was an exciting card, man, straight up. It was, it was very yeah. exciting. So I'm very happy that you were able to watch it. And did it change things when you had a Kiwi in there? Yeah, oh, definitely. You know, um, the the stakes for that went up. I stopped everything else I was doing. I think pretty much anyone here who does jujitsu or MMA was watching that as well. So it was amazing, man. But yeah, the the whole card, like my my inner just bleed, kind of came out. Eh? <laughs> I'm drinking an edible in celebration of the Adesanya victory. I'm not claiming it because I may or may not have picked against it. But you, okay, you saw this fight. What happened? I did not see the main card. I saw the undercard, but this is the fight I want to talk about maybe a little bit even first. What was your, give us the the Kiwi Homer version. You get to call it. Normally we would oh. not give this responsibility, but you are the man behind Articulate BJJ. Your Plato, if you will, as you <laughs> write volumes one through three. But I do get it now a little bit. It's like Articulate BJJ. What does yeah. it mean? And but <laughs> specifically, give us a rundown. What happens without Asanya? So, I mean, the the striking levels there were ridiculous. Like everyone knows, 
Izzy has so many angles and shows, but Gastelum actually looked way better than like personally. I thought he was going to come out a little bit more one dimensional with his striking, but his setups were great. And Izzy even said in the post fight how he he got rocked a little bit in that first round and and even a little bit in the second, but then he came back after that man and just edge of the seat watching the whole time, man. I was just yeah. He looks so puffy. much damage. Oh he my looks god. Puffy. Yeah, yeah, That's, he did. It, it, it's the nicest possible version of what they're going through because their uh, face is swollen from the impact, but he looked yeah. puffy. I'm just glad he didn't get cut because I thought if there was a cut in that first or second round, it would have made those later rounds way harder, way harder for him to show angles. But it was that was a fight, man. Yeah, it was so good. Did you think it was the best fight you've seen this year so far? Oh, I, I was about to just be like knee jerk easily, but it definitely was. It, it, it really, yeah, just the back and forth. I was not anticipating, man. What were you most scared of with Kelvin? Because at my party, uh, my buddy Mike Frosto and I were both going for different people. I was going for Izzy and he was going for Kelvin and it wasn't like I was going against Kelvin, but we both had moments where everybody was looking at us specifically at different moments of the fight because it's like, ooh, it's really bad for you, Raph. And I was like, hold on, hold on. Yeah. And ooh, it's bad for him. Yeah. Get him. Not me. Well, well, isn't Kelvin's 10th planet with you guys, right? Yeah, You know, I mean, there's some discussion on that. And here's the thing. I'm not fully 10th planet. The yeah. the guys like to definitely uh, make sure that they know. In fact, they asked me the other day. We just went uh, after wrestling practice right today. And they said, yeah. all right, Raph, when are you teaching something in the gi? And I was like, I don't go to your school. <laughs> They're like, I mean, but don't you? <laughs> so it's very sweet. And I do appreciate it. Okay. But I just don't like to overstay my welcome. So they've come yeah. up with, or I did, I came up with this hashtag, which is 10P for the weekend. Uh, oh, because okay. All right. For life. I'm always like, well, I'm 10 people the weekend. So, you know, right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. I hear you there. All right. But no, for, for Kelvin, there's just this element of he is a workhorse. He puts in the time. You definitely can get behind that. Izzy is supposed to be this way better striker, but it did take a round or two for him. Mm-hmm. That first round, Kelvin won. And it was nerve wracking because it's like, is he using this to figure out his timing? Because if so, I don't want to take some of those shots that he's yeah. taking in there. Yeah. Well, and, and just to go back to your question, I mean, I was, I was actually pretty scared that Calvin was going to be following up there and looking for like an early finish because his hands are so heavy, man. And he was setting his feet up. And I think that that was like, as he was trying to get, and look, I've, my my striking knowledge is far more limited than my grappling knowledge. But from what I was watching, I was like, trying to get the read when Kelvin's feet were planted was just scary. Like, every mm-hmm. time he was in that space, I was just like, fuck, he could get knocked out, you know? Yeah. Well, I thought that was intriguing. Uh, but of course, the round-by-round corrections by both of the gentlemen was very, mm. very exciting. There was a moment, though, that I wanted to bring up. And Kev, I thought you might like this. Would you have guessed, though, that Israel would have shot up a triangle in the later rounds, the championship rounds? No. I mean, he's athletic, but I wouldn't have guessed flying. Tri- well, I, I uh, inferred. Would you have also me. guessed that that triangle had a very good start, even if it was jumbly, where you go, could this really end by a submission? <laughs> I do think that's 
And that has to be like one of the first submissions every MMA fighter kind of falls in love with. So when that did happen, you know, not that I, I don't claim to have seen it. I just, that's fine. But in the background, in the post presser, Izzy was definitely like, uh, using the broken Portuguese version of like, I've got jits. Come on, man. Uh, is there something you're not telling us? Because that was not in your preview and you claim to know him and be best friends with him, Jared. Hey, I'm not, I'm not best friends with him. Um, but, uh, look, I'd listened to something really interesting earlier in the week from Dan Hooker, um, who trains all the time with Izzy um, online. And he was saying that it wouldn't be a bad idea to put your money on the submission. And then when I saw him throw that up, those words were like echoing in my head. And I was like, oh my God, it's going to happen. No way. <laughs> it's just sitting there like the cold sweat breaking out on my hands. Um, but I mean, look, he's he's no slouch. He's no slouch when it comes to grappling, bro. Uh, not at all. Um, he trains with some really, really high-level guys um, at City. So I, I was not surprised by that at all. Um, okay. Yeah, yeah. And he definitely made some notes. He said that he saw, I believe, what he was referring to as an anaconda choke at some point and said he saw it but then knew if he went for it and just searched for it, he was going to get yelled at. And I instantly related to that myself because I said, yeah, that sounds like some dumb shit I would do, too. And my coaches would be like, what the fuck are you doing? You're going to (laughs) win. And that fight was compelling for so many reasons, but maybe none more than just this simple fact, which is you had two individuals who had two very different and compelling narratives at all costs. And later, Dana White made the argument and he goes i know you dummies don't like talking about you know who is gonna win for an interim titles but you know it does change things because those guys definitely were fighting as if something was at stake (laughs) do you agree with that well um i agree with the fact that when you're fighting there's always something at stake (laughs) i.e your health that's fair and a paycheck um fuck you dummy that was was my point (laughs) but um yeah i i i see what dana means but like the interim thing like you you, both of these fights could have been title fights you know um and you've got two champions in those divisions who are a injured or um in having a break let's call it that and I don't know. It, it, it's just confusing. I can see why. I can see why, especially the journalists live at the event want to ask him about that, but they can't. Okay. Well, I mean, it was interesting to hear Dana backstage and Izzy backstage uh, telling their accounts, and uh, you know, Izzy was definitely saying, you know, he had a little guillotine grip too, and he's got mm. some jits and all that sort of stuff. Um, The other thing that was, I think, quoted backstage is now they're looking to do the Bobby Knuckles and Izzy fight near you guys. But did you hear the split in how they wanted to do it? Um, They were talking about putting it in Oz, right? Uh, So Dana comes out and goes, yeah, I put put my fucking guys on that one. That's their job, their homework tonight, which is go find us a place in Australia. And Izzy came out and goes, no, it's going to be where y'all are at. 
Yeah. So he was trying to bring it to y'all. And I immediately thought, like, what's the luck that we would have a guest who just happens to live there and might have a vested stake in that? Man, um, I'll tell you what, from how UFC Auckland was when they last came here, that was amazing, man. Um, if it came here, that would be next level. Um, especially for a title fight like that, that would be crazy. Can you make your pitch now as to why they should do it with you and not anywhere else? Uh, well, it's kind of it's kind of hard to argue that from like a numbers point. You know, like the Australian arenas can hold more. But in oh, terms of the Jesus. diehard fans, in terms mm-hmm. of diehard fans, they're going to absolutely kill it here. Like, you know, seeing a Kiwi guy fighting for the title here, uh, I think you just, yeah, the crowd will love that. They'll eat that up. Kev, do you hear the philosopher in this weighing both of the options in a tired and painstaking way when I'm just like, just make the reason why we should go to you first? And he's like, well, to be fair, there's a lot of good places in this world. Sorry, I can name I, I 15 other ones. A little lost. I was just catching up on some Thomas Friedman, but I, I'll click back in. There was <laughs> some indicators outside of that. Adesanya, like, was this okay? I guess here's my question: Was this a decisive? Everybody's good. Adesanya definitely won the fight, or like, because it wasn't a KO; it was yeah. a decision. So that was my. But I didn't hear any questioning. No, I think I think it was pretty decisive in that last round when he dropped them three times. Yeah, there was a scorecard. I thought, and correct me if I'm wrong, where it was forty-eight, forty-six, mm. Mm. and uh, I thought. Those were the scorecards. I thought it was unanimous with all three judges going 48-46, which begs some math questions. But I felt that Izzy won it. And yeah. Kelvin, especially in that last round, it was close. And uh, Israel really came through in that last round. But, man, it was a great fight. And it's a lot of what you could wish for in that. Now, there are some people, and I will tell you this right now, Kevin, who are trying to make the argument that Max Holloway and Dustin Poirier was a much closer fight, which we need to put the kibosh on that right now because it was a good fight. Mm-hmm. But Dustin Poirier won that fight. Yeah, yeah. I think um, I saw I saw one response from um, Eric Uresk and um, from Phuket Top Team, and he was saying like the power and the significance of the strikes there really need to be taken into consideration. And yeah, Dustin. Dustin knocked the snot out of Max. And I want to be super clear. I did see the lovely exchange afterwards where mm. Dustin the Diamond Poirier was being very respectful of Max Holloway and saying, hey, you know, it takes the best to be the best. I love you. I want to be super clear, Jared. That's not how I feel about how our matchup went with over under Kevin. <laughs> there is zero affection in the outcome. No love lost there, baby. No love lost there. <laughs> I just want it to be so clear. I don't feel that way. I, But I did enjoy seeing it in the cage. Those two are warriors. And, and I, even Poirier, who cracks me up, he's like, sorry I talked shit yesterday. There's like, this is war. <laughs> this is a great exchange for just a moment of purity between two people that have been doing this a while. Max Holloway jumps up in weight class, looks good, goes punch for punch with Diamond, mm. loses to Dustin the Diamond Poirier. New champion. I'm not using the word interim, though. I I can't wait. 
Raph, are you back? Mm. Yeah, you make a noise. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, during those, these I... fights, can I tell you guys something that happened real quick? Sure. Jeff yeah. Van Gundy on the NBA broadcast, oh, God. they did an announcement where Mark was doing the. He was like, "They've got the UFC fights tonight." Interim titles, and then it was like, "What's an interim title?" And that, and then he like shat on interim titles for I don't know, mm. ten minutes. Just wanted to let y'all know. Well, listen, it's not quite like the NBA where they give an interim title there. So I get it. I understand the sports fans. It's like win lose. Well, sometimes the guy gets injured, but win lose. Well, okay, shut the fuck up. We don't like doing it, but Dana loves doing it. So Dana's the one that's going to sit there and fight with you guys. I can tell you this much. Now they're saying the fight that's going to happen, everybody. And again, if Dana says it, you know you can take it to the bank on Monday and then regret it on Tuesday, which is (laughs) that Khabib and Dustin Poirier is the fight to make. And they were even asking this saying, with respect to our good friend, uh, Max Holloway and the performance he did do tonight. Would it be fair to do another, uh, you know, rematch on that one? And Poirier was like, I mean, yeah, I wouldn't mind fighting him again. I'm pretty sure that's what's going to happen at some point. But doesn't this title, the fact that it's this interim title, mean we have to unify this son of a bitch kind of a yeah. feel? And to me, I say, yeah, 100%. Let's just do it. But I'll also admit this. And again, the type of uh, statement that they could use for me later in a, a future podcast, but I don't see this Dustin Poirier beating Khabib. And um, I'm actually like, I'm a little scared for him because, uh, you know, like, I like uh, Dustin Poirier. And don't get me wrong, Max was good, but um, you could tell he wasn't in the right weight class. Even though they said he would fight better in that weight class, he still looked like his mm. punches didn't have the same effect as mm. they would at that weight. Does anybody else feel the same way? Stop fat shaming him. Uh, <laughs> listen, you, you know what the dumb part is? Is when they said it, they were the ones to be like, "Oh, this is supposed to be the real weight class." He's, you know, Mm-mm. no, no, never mind. He should stay yeah. at one forty-five. Not yet, at least. I reckon it could be, but he needs like I reckon he needs like another year or two just to get into that weight class comfortably. But I uh, yeah, just to go back to what you're saying, we didn't see Holloway like wrestle offensively against um, Dustin, so we don't know what his wrestling defense is like. But you better be you better be on top of that if you're going against um, against Khabib, you know. I have multiple reservations about Khabib's bullshit, but I'm going with Dustin the Diamond Poirier. I'm riding it hard. I'm going to even get that one in Vegas. There's going to be an underdog situation. Ooh. I just don't think he's going to get held down, and we don't know if like what people can... Khabib holds everyone down. I, don't know I would love to see that storyline happen. I would love to see that. Um, but yeah, how many times have we seen Khabib kind of derail that? <laughs> <laughs> Shut up! What well, can Adesanya fight him? How close are they in weight class? They oh beat. no, I I think that's quite a difference. eh? lightweight and um, middleweight. How much? How much is between that? Well, and philosophical question. Let me just throw this at you. Why do we have to just stick with two fighters? Why can't we venture off track 
into a three fighter system like WrestleMania, which we've already talked about, but there's no reason like let's let Max Holloway in too. <laughs> Max Holloway, how about Dustin how Fourier, about those, uh, How about those five man fights they're doing at the moment in like Russia or whatever, bro? Perfect. On obstacle courses. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> well, the dumb part is, is like, I feel like the thing that I got worried about yesterday with uh, Max was I was just like, oh, God, don't hit him straight in the CT. God, please let him be OK. <laughs> and then like when Max talks and we discussed this briefly the other day, we're not quite sure if his voice tells us he's OK, because that voice is a little broken where they're just like, Max, how you doing? And he's like, oh, man, I'm OK. Fine. And I was like, I, is that good or bad? Are you OK or not? Yeah, I, yeah, man, he took a lot of damage. Yeah, I, I don't know how much longer he can keep doing that, man. Here's the good news. Dana definitely put a stop to it. And when he went out to go talk to everybody at Press Row, he did say, like, oh, yeah, we sent that guy to the hospital. Like, thank God. <laughs> don't, don't they all go to the hospital after a fight? I was just about to say, don't you have to, like, really pass a physical not to go to the hospital? Because even 8 out of 10 KOs end with a wrist that needs to be x-rayed. So there's, I don't know, UFC. Like, they do the bare minimum, though, <laughs> I think is the point, Jared. And it's like, yeah. see? we See, yeah. we took him to the hospital. We didn't just leave him. We could have just left him. <laughs> it's like kind yeah, of what they're saying. We had somebody at our party where I was like just expressing my concerns as to, you know, I said, I'm going for Holloway. I just don't know where he's at physically. And that scares me more than anything. And they're like, well, he we beat Brian Ortega and he was fine. I go, um, yeah, that still doesn't make me feel great. And I really want to feel better about him fighting in a sense that I get excited without concerned. And then I think sometimes the concern outweighs the excited until like he gets on the train and just goes like, Hey, everybody aboard the blast express. And you're like, Oh, and he's so happy about it too. Jesus. Uh, that your impressions, um, killing me, man. That's it's getting, it's getting there. It's good. We're, you know, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's got some work to be done and, uh, I definitely, I feel strongly about it as well. But, uh, okay, Kev, so those were the, the two main big fights. I'm trying to think of what else. Dana was on a kick. Did you have any problems ordering the fights? Who are you talking to? I'm talking over to Jared on this one. Yeah. Oh, uh, no. No, I, d- I didn't have any. Um, I just ordered them through I ordered them through the website and then just went onto the app and watched, like I thought most logical people do. Yeah, I don't know like that there the was necessarily. New Zealand condescension. It's like we have a computer literacy rate of one hundred and forty percent. We exceed yeah. the threshold. <laughs> Jesus. Well, I, I mean, I just I, I had no issues, but I I understand that he's bringing up issues. But is that a user based problem or is it actually a problem with the system? Well, you have to get the app on your television if you want to order it through your television. Meaning a lot of people were like, shit, how do I get ESPN Plus on my whatever cable thing and then Roku thing? Because the normal system, and it's a little function of just change. Like People have always been able to just Mm -hmm. click on their remote and been like, yeah, here's my code. (laughs) Let's let's roll. Shows up on the cable. Can I try to explain this to Jared? 
You can try. He just okay. seems already. Do we have to explain the concept of telecommunication companies? Maybe. But I, I, I don't know <laughs> that he's thinking about it in the Hang right on. way. Look, I had to sign up on the, like yesterday, I had to create an account on, um, on Fight Pass. I had to then pay for the pay-per-view and then open the app and I had no issues. So, I mean, yes, you can make it more user-friendly all going through one thing, but uh in terms of user experience versus just actually watching, I had like no issues watching it okay. once well, it was on. Let me bring up two things here. Number one, I don't know if you guys got to see the lovely commercials with Dana White trying to tell you about the beautiful deal you could get, but this is essentially what it sounded oh, like. God. And he, he is screaming at you as this promo is happening, but it's definitely him going like, Hey fight fans. If you guys want to order <laughs> UFC 236 and who fucking doesn't, then here's what you got to do. First go to ESPN plus.com. Or if that's a website, I don't really know. Then pay us like for this pay-per-view and for just 30 bucks more, you get nine months of fighting. Plus if you get 15 Sonic, the hedgehog coins, take that into your local bank, come back this way. You can also get one free pay-per-view and that's it. You fucking dummies. I'm still not giving you other free shit. It's a great deal for true fight fans. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Um, I, I get it. I, I, I totally see what the issue is. I didn't have it. Okay. That's fine. But he was in the place where Kev, and I know you read uh, Dana White body language as well as I do, which is when he went out there and they asked him, they're like, Hey Dana, we, we saw some people had some problems you know, signing on Dana took it in a very conciliatory way and said, uh, yeah, we'll get better. We're working on it, which is code for you fucked up and you know it, which is also code for Dana doesn't fully understand what's different. It's like, I've never bought one. Yeah. I just, I mean, I yeah. live, I'm always there. <laughs> and so he's like, what again? Yeah. <laughs> and you know, he doesn't, he really doesn't want to talk about it. When he get he lashes out, if it was yeah. like, hey, what do you say to pay-per-view mm. buyers? He's like, they're fucking stupid, don't care, find a new product to watch. <laughs> then, we know, <laughs> then we know he gets it. The fact that he was like, yeah, kind of means he is semi-like, ah, oh, yeah, I do true, love true. ordering things with my remote. Like, everybody's not wrong. So. Okay. <laughs> Well, I want to bring up two things here. And one, this is, Jared, how you can truly understand what we're talking about here. This isn't just an American thing. I want you to put yourself in the place of a man who might just have a tattoo or body paint that yells, just bleed. Do you think the just bleed guy has enough time to not only download the app, but figure out the way to broadcast it to his television or figure out if the television is smart enough to have an app that he can do it or get one of his PS threes or his <sighs> Apple TV. No, he just wants to bleed and he just wants to watch his UFC. He has a tattoo that hey. says it. All right, he was hey, hey man, in my defense, I was busy writing Just Bleed on my chest while I was watching it. <laughs> <laughs> I really hope it was the opposite way, too. And then it just reads like, Blood Bridget. <laughs> that would make me very happy. Like, you just didn't look in a mirror the whole time. Um, so anyway, so those are kind of the, the annoyances. But I do want to bring this up because I, I sent this over to Kevin. And this is something that I think is important to note. And it sounds like it's not going to have anything to do with it, but I promise you it will. 
Mm-hmm. Disney Plus announced that it's going to go on sale for seven bucks a month, essentially six ninety nine, if you would. People in the actual auditorium where they announced this gasped. Now, what does this have to do with any of you guys? Give me a second. The reason why they made that price point so low is because they want sixty to eighty million people, okay, to have that. In the future, they are looking to bunch that with their ownership stake in Hulu as well as ESPN Plus. So if you thought that Dana trying to sell you before with just the magic Sonic coins was going to be a commercial. Just wait until Dana goes, Hey, if you like Hulu and you like, um, what's the other one? Is it SoundCloud? I don't know what the fuck, just like buy a whole bunch of shit and you get something. I don't know what it is. My people tell me it's good. Wait for that. Now here's where the other thing gets interesting because they will bundle, I guess in the future, Disney plus and ESPN plus. Um, but they were saying that they're looking to have, And I sent this over to Kevin, but they're looking to have a high amount of people before they become profitable uh, using ESPN. And I think their desired hit that they want is they want their like ESPN platform to be in like the the millions of people, if you would. And ESPN Plus, when it made its debut with the UFC, only signed up about 300,000 people. So we've got an uphill climb to go before the UFC is truly profitable with ESPN is my yeah my thought if they're I trying just, to get all those. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I think they just don't understand streaming platforms. You know, we're dealing with we're dealing with guys who know fights and they know pay-per-view, but they don't know about streaming. Well, here's with the numbers int- like that predicted. That's that's ridiculous. Well. Then here's some background information, and I'm not sure how much people are in the know on this one, but Dana did admit that part of the reason why it did go exclusive and they did extend their deals with ESPN Plus is apparently pay-per-view came back with the deal that they were not satisfied with, and that's when it all rushed together. So if it seemed like it was Rush, that's the reason why. Yeah. Yeah. So I thought that was important information for you guys to know because it's a weird thing for me when I'm looking and seeing them talk about Disney Plus and I go, why is the UFC and ESPN being mentioned? Yeah, man. Uh, these numbers are hurting my head, bro. Um, I, I just want to bleed. <laughs> it's written on his chest. <laughs> I want to give some honorable mentions out for some undercard performances. These honorable mentions <sighs> brought to you... What the hell are you two doing? Uh, these undercard awards brought to you by what you should be wearing under your gi, NorthSouthJiu-Jitsu.com. Jiu-Jitsu engineered for hygiene, comfort, and durability. Head on over to NorthSouthJiu-Jitsu.com. Free shipping on orders over $80. And you got to get the Navy undercarriage stuff. Just trust me. Navy looks better. Did that ship to New Zealand? Absolutely, just not for quite the same special. But you can get their, uh, you can get their product anywhere. Oh, awesome! Okay, have you tried North South? Have you tried like they have the hip grips no. in them? No, I haven't. I don't need, need to try it out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, big fan. And I, I'm a girthy hipped individual. I'm just saying, as a as a fellow, to articulate hips would be a, not a bad website for me. Yeah. North South uh, yeah, Jiu-Jitsu. I'm, I'm <laughs> as, I, as I try and convince Jared to change his <laughs> underwear that he trains in. <laughs> Undercard performance number one, Matt Frivola 
who really uh, suffered through some elbows from Jalen Turner, had Matt Arroyo in his corner, if you remember Raph from uh, one of my favorite tough seasons way back. Tough when I was in college. Pantoja gets uh, just a brutal TKO. But my favorite performance, not Boston Salmon, who lost to Khalid Taha, but Max Griffin. So Max Griffin beats Zalim and Medev, and they just, like, beat the shit out of each other for three rounds. And then goes to try and, like, boast that he feels fine and jump onto the cage and can (laughs) barely get up. He, like, gasps, throws his leg over, looks like he's about to fall. It was, to me, the undercard performance of the night. Ah, damn. Uh, Guess who also won? Montel Jackson. Rubbing it in your face. (laughs) Take that. Uh, Poliana Botelho taking down the Mueller report. There was a lot of victories to be shared. You and I both sadly missed out on OSP. Yeah, that was a bummer. That was a bummer. Yeah. Um, just especially, yeah. Uh, I actually, I, and I saw the submission. I was like, oh, oh, damn it. It didn't go the way I thought it would. Yeah, I did not see that coming, actually. I didn't see Krylov submitting him. Um I, on those guillotine attempts, though, I was like, "Man, I hope he, I hope he von flees him." But yeah, you have to wonder if people were like strategizing for it too. It's like I'm going to try and reverse his von flute. No, <laughs> just obviously what I would do. And yeah, we're still waiting for Raph, who's circling I'm the here. runway. Oh, cool. <laughs> I was going <laughs> to say. After I want to talk about this, but we have one more topic I feel like I should either ask you all about as a side segment. But are there any more fights we need to chat about before we get to talk about who's doing an American Shoey? Uh, let's move on. I, I'm, I've got my beers ready, bro. Yes. Well, oh, okay. Well, don't reveal any results yet, uh, newbie. Uh, I just want to make sure that we go down. I'll take a quick look at the results again. Um you know, uh, Roundtree, I know you mentioned that. Oh, by the way, Alan Joban. Okay. Two oh, notes yeah. on this one. I did want to mention that that was a rough fight. It wasn't very exciting. And yeah. Hoban definitely seemed very angry. And I understand what it's like if you have to lose a decision. But I really hope he watches that fight again and understands that, like, I don't know, man. It's a tough one. If you had thrown more offense instead of just kind of controlling the octagon, I would understand. I think it was also a loose interpretation of control. Mm -hmm. So there was that. I would give you guys the opportunity to go check out uh, Alexandre Pantola, who had a really, really good performance against uh, Wilson Heiss. And um, I mean, in the earlier parts of the night, um, definitely go check out uh, Brandon Davis made quick work for Randy Costa. Um, I'll tell you guys this much. Uh, Montel Jackson and Andre Sukhamath, um, also pretty fun. Like, this card was better than it should have been. Or I think that mm-hmm. we enjoyed mm-hmm. it. You know, like, I think the majority of fight fans, you got your money's worth. Now, Jared, I'm going to ask you, if you were to pay all over again. Yeah. How much would you have paid for this pay-per-view? 
for the for the main card alone, um, man, we pay what what are we paying here? Like sixty nine dollars NZ. Um, so man, yeah, I'd happily happily pay that seventy dollars New Zealand again. It, it was great, man. It was great. Okay, Kev, are you ready to reveal some results? Yes, yes, I am. In a John Lockean like way, just proud. <laughs> We came in here equal, but the free market decides. It's about probably. Oh, yes. Wow. Very good. Very good. Okay. Well, let's get to it, Kevin. I won? stamped that New Zealand oh, ass eight to five. I just <laughs> discarded him like a banana peel. I was like, don't need kiwi, not for this almond butter smoothie. And you can quote me on that. <laughs> Crushed him. Yeah, I was resigned after like maybe three fights in. I was like, mm, "This I, ain't gonna go my way." <laughs> I crushed him in the undercards. That's where I really found Patelio uh, yeah. Botello, Max Griffin, who <laughs> crawled his way to victory celebration. He <laughs> was the funniest shit in the world. <laughs> Bilal Muhammad, who definitely was like, uh, "This fight's dedicated to my brother." And Vicky and I both looked at each other, we're like, "Who's in customs? <laughs> like, where's Bilal's brother?" <laughs> we had a, I know we shouldn't have, but it's our fault. On the podcast, we've been joking, but he was like, "I'll be right back." And it was like, uh, uh, <laughs> "Did they not let everybody?" It's not a good situation, um, but that was not what he said. <laughs> so, Montel Jackson. And I would like to point out Roundtree won, and you had that that fight would be a draw. That was my draw fight. Yeah, that was um, that was a bad call. But I'm he came out looking so good, man. To your point, I'm not even that. It I'm was a decision, that. so it wasn't as as yeah. conclusive as you'd like it to be. But this is where when we suggest, like, are you really betting double zero? And we try to give you the warning shots. Take heed. Verbal yeah. tap fans. <laughs> Don't make the same mistake. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, remind the fans, what do you have to do now? So I'm doing a shoey, right, with um, some cheese, and it's going to be on a jandal. <laughs> awesome. And, um, you know, wherever you post your articulate BJJ videos, I guess if you don't want to do it on that, I don't know, I'm not forcing you to do it on brand. As long as you tag ours is really all we're asking. Like, oh, submitted yeah. to but Verbal can Tap. You can always just submit it to Raph. <laughs> He'll take like, post. Like, why did you put the processed uh, cheese in this bet like i guess american American pot right i was thank you i was like what's more american than that we put it on apple pie we're gonna put it on our shoey it's just like i don't understand like if people see this without the setup and i don't want you to say much more than you know over under kevin but when people see this this will reflect on this show as well (laughs) here's hoping like if we do anything else how proud would we be it's like Verbal Tap and Articulate BJJ are going to be on Ellen this afternoon. <laughs> Talking about what? The American Chewy and where it came from? And that Raph's still a hater? But to this is Jared and Kevin, honest, though, who now do their own podcast called Rap Can <laughs> Suck It. The American Chewy's a great idea. I, I just want to point out that in the past, when I've done one of these writer versus fighter concepts, we left it open to interpretation where me versus Tim Kennedy and Tim Kennedy lost and he had to do ninja shit. 
And that meant that he came back and just got a blade because he has them and took a sword and basically cut up a pinata and everything like a watermelon around him. That's the kind of ingenuity I'm looking for on this show. Once a week, I think about him waterboarding himself. At a barbecue. <laughs> <laughs> just to remind us. Jesus. <laughs> Once a week, I think about it. <laughs> it's just there. Well, Jared, what can we have you say to people? Like, what did you learn from this process? Uh, don't call a draw in a light heavyweight fight. <laughs> it's not bad. Um, no, it was, it, the whole thing's been fun, man. Um, I like to think that some of my picks, um, towards the main card were all right. By the Max Holloway one, I did pretty, pretty good. But yeah, it, you know, you can't just, I, I wanted to see Boston Salmon win. Just on the name alone. And I think that tells you a lot about my picks. You know, it's just <laughs> going on the name alone, not always the best idea. I mean, what else do we have to go on here? Knowledge, watching the <laughs> fights, being aware of their fight records, historical patterns. Those are yes. all things that scientists do. And that's elitist. Okay. And we're not an elitist podcast here. Though, can we do a bonus question? Now that mm-hmm. he knows his fate and what to submit, but just as a grappling yes, insider. Please. I haven't discussed this with you at all, nor did I prep you like the yep. almost professional journalism journalist I am. Keenan's leaving Atos. Oh, man. Yeah, I've been following this. What do you got? What do you know? All I saw was that Flow Grappling had the exclusive rights, and I was like, well, I haven't seen enough then. I haven't seen yep. a video. I haven't seen a question. Keenan asked to leave so, yeah. after a blow-up. You know more than I do, Raph. You know even more than definitely I do. What do you all know? Uh, yeah, well, look. All I know is that Flo's not really going to give you the best coverage on that. Um, <laughs> I, I would be interested to be on a fly on the wall there and see um, just to know what had happened. Um, but, yeah, it, it was a, I, I didn't expect it, you know. Uh, yeah, he does a lot of his own stuff, but um yeah i think i saw some i saw some stuff on reddit about it um just because i was interested in seeing what other people had to say but i don't know you can't really you can't really credit what a lot of oh you you can't are you sure you're looking at the same internet i'm looking at what else are we supposed to quote it's like (laughs) this isn't going to be an us because here's the best part about the very vague exclusive that flow was claiming on yeah. this one. So when someone says they have an exclusive in journalism, I hope that I can go to that source and really find out the who, yeah. what, where, when, why I'm headed to that this Reddit. was the yeah, This was as vague as possible, which was exclusive. Keenan leaves Atos. And I go, okay, well, what does the article say? Keenan yeah. leaves Atos. Mm-hmm. Possibly this was a long time coming, Keenan says. And, oh, okay, well, was that the exclusive? Because, uh, I mean, Keenan just said he's not going to go there anymore, and all of a sudden we're just like, yep. <laughs> it all, yeah. He was already a huge person when he joined the gym. So, to me, it doesn't... <laughs> look, 
We've all been at this a long enough to know nothing should surprise us. But it, it but just here's the surprise me if it was success driven. It's like he was already a star before he joined the gym. Well, yeah. the reason why it being so vague is problematic is everybody started with the, nah, you know, you could see this coming. And it was like, I didn't. And they're like, yeah, you know, the signs were there because Keenan and, you know, ADCC and weight and uh, like obviously Galvo, you know. And him. I want to. Can I quote some things on Reddit? Because I don't hate this theory. Yeah, go for it. Uh, maybe he's been skipping church days. Didn't show up <laughs> to weekly Bible study. And then oh. from Fantastic Block, word is Galvo showed up at his house with, the blue, with a Bible and Keenan pretended uh, not to be home. I've uh, seen that happen to people before. I've, I have seen this happen. So, guys, I like it, it bugs me <laughs> to a certain sense that people are ascribing what they think happened. And I think that's in due part to how vague this it, it, it like, yeah. and yeah. there's not much more that we know until Keenan speaks. So when people have been speculating and I've gotten notes being like, Raph, what do you know? And I was like, I don't know, Dick, like I'm waiting to hear from Keenan himself or Galvo or somebody involved in the proceedings, because I would say this, if it did come down to really ADCC, uh, you know, everybody's trying to do the same weight classes. I think that's kind of really sad that that yeah. is what would break that down. Is it possible? Sure, it's within the realm of possibility. Anything's possible in jiu-jitsu. But it makes me personally feel sad to see that that's what it would break down to. There's an illusion in the uh, article, if you will call it that, that it basically says that it was leading up to this. There was a lot of stuff aside from that. So could it be that Keenan's doing too much Keenan online? Was it he showing up all the time? You know, was he basically looking to do his own thing anyway and wanted to branch out and make his own gym? These are all things that yeah. we just don't know because the vagueness of it. The one thing that I do know is that Keenan doesn't really close out with his teammates. And I know that's something that at Artos they're um, quite like, strong about so i don't know that's just a factor i don't think that that's got a sole reason <sighs> for it i don't know man but i loved seeing people speculate on the internet because they're just that bored well i want to and... add a few i've got a few more for you uh this is xeno strikes back i'm happy to open a spot here in illinois with you keenan so these are cute this is like in the golden uh... age of social media before we knew it was embarrassing we'd be like got broken up with and then some guy would be like this guy's crazy call me like let's go i like these because there's somebody else that's like keenan you can come trade at my gym look calm down team shred he's gonna need a few <laughs> days to figure out who keenan is before he's ready to just hop into someone else's gym yeah yeah Ooh. Uh, but you know what though kev this is a great idea and this is something i'm gonna do on grappling hour i'm gonna send in a prompt which is give us your best pitch as to why Keenan should come to your school. <laughs> oh, I like that. Because everybody was already starting to pitch him, and some people were like, Oh, well, he's going to Dan or her, so whatever, no big deal. So I'm just saying, like, for those people in bumfuck Idaho, this is your chance. Tell us why Keenan should come to your school. And guess what? Since Keenan's not going to give us an answer as to what is happening, that will then become fact. This <laughs> summer on the Black Belt Bachelor, oh Keenan will face <laughs> off with 15 lonely gym owners. 
<laughs> you know, Kev, it's so good that I, I really like I did see The Bachelor in my head, but I could really make up a really shitty graphic real quick just to make that dream come true on Grappling Hour. <laughs> just, uh-huh. You can put like the Hibaros. Like there's everybody's just like waiting. <laughs> Cyborgs out in Miami, like Simon South Beach. Okay, it's a couple of roses especially to head out. <laughs> the well, just especially great. when it's like, well, with worlds right around the corner, who could Keenan find <laughs> who to settle with? Dana Hurst, right there. Like, oh, hey, yeah, yeah. This is gonna crush. I know exactly what I'm doing instead of watching you guys' lame Game of Thrones nerd shit. So, yeah, that's what I'll be doing. <laughs> And uh, I have nothing yeah. else. That was it. But uh, yeah. a pleasure doing business with you, Jared. Thank you, sir. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to doing a shoey. Me too. American style. Yeah. Yeah. I'll send you guys that video, and then uh, we can put it up in the appropriate places. People aren't going to use the word <laughs> to describe it... this the way they should. You're a pioneer. You're a pioneer. <laughs> Very clear. There is no available platform in which this is appropriate so i appreciate your <laughs> offer and we will take you up on it but when you say that it's the appropriate i need, mean every platform everyone needs to see this raf yeah. will be waiting on the video yeah no <laughs> it's very i'm just sitting here with beta breath and now we know you're on you know, <laughs> lovely break from university uh, oh high school high school Whatever. I love the fact that you spent a holiday. Harder. And I'm like, um, I'm just on vacation. And you're just like, oh, I'm on holiday. And it's like, mm, you're going to have a grapple, too. Um, and he was condescending about America. So oh, yeah. he goes, I mean, we take breaks quite a bit differently than you do there in the States. Mm-hmm. And it was I the just, way he said States. And let it roll yeah, off. It was I like, I just, yeah, no, it's- it was kind of the same way you guys rolled off on reading. no you're the one that was basically just trying to put down our audience and it's like hey we do that enough ourselves thank you i I I still i just want to point this out and if you want to know what he's referencing listen to the last podcast where we guessed and argued about literacy more than you'd expect (laughs) if you think we did it a lot we did it more than that Jared, can you tell us where we can find your stuff, sir? Yes, sir. Um, you can find me on articulatebjj.com. Uh, that's mainly where I'll do my writing, uh, gear reviews, videos. And then um, you can find us on Facebook, articulatebjj, and Instagram at articulatebjj. Now, is there a rumor you might be freelancing for somebody else soon? Um, I freelance kind of regularly for quite a few people um i've done some stuff for jiu-jitsu brotherhood i'm doing some stuff for grapplers planet um but yeah a couple of things in the works that i um we're still confirming yeah Mm. Hmm. okay i guess we'll look out for that or not listen (laughs) in on the beautiful don't read so what's the point of even looking for 
well, that information. Just start one called the Beautiful uh, Accent don't worry, guys. Podcast. It'll be better. The Beautiful Accent Podcast. You, I, you can just. I'm gonna have put it. that up next to the uh, next to the American Kiwi Shoey Podcast. Yeah, <laughs> please do. The American Kiwi Shoey Podcast is actually gonna do really well because <laughs> there's gonna be a dumb base that's like Shoey, I'm in. And you know what? America, <laughs> double in. <laughs> All I'm gonna do on that one is just review different beers through different channels like oh, all day God. <laughs> oh, my, my own stomach i'm not i'm hurt. not not listening to that podcast yeah. just oh, yeah, mate, this one's about it this yeah. one's about a nine out of ten really <laughs> crush the flavor really crush that rubber jared can i say this without any facetiousness to it which is you have been somebody that we've kept our eye on and you've been doing such incredible work and I know that your words are now really starting to gain traction in big ways, but I really do think what you're doing is is fun and smart and breaks down the sport in such a a really honest way that is hard to find because most people like to still lie about how they train. So for you to strike that really thoughtful consideration into your own explorations, uh, I thought, you know, we wanted you to come on the show to talk, obviously, the fights. And obviously, it worked out that we had a fellow Kiwi on there. But more than that, I really think it was a great opportunity for hopefully our fans to go and read some of your stuff as well. Awesome. Thanks, man. Yeah, I really appreciate that. You know, like, um, yeah, you know, we're part of we're part of a sport that and a martial art that a lot of people still kind of have some... um, like real strange ideas about and like you have to wrestle with those every day so i don't know i just uh pardon the pun but um, yeah no i got it to... <laughs> i was literally just sitting there being like getting a paper mache set of words with them on and be like come here and wrestle me words <laughs> but yeah you know i think it's just um it, it's it's part of my process and um i i just enjoy enjoy writing about it and i'm just glad people enjoy reading it yeah very good stuff. Kev, do you have any departing words to uh, the loser of Over Under, Kevin? <laughs> thank you for your enthusiasm. And like a true New Zealander, thank you for continuing your most honored habit of losing in grace. And yeah. thank you for thank you for giving me an excuse to drink. As, hey, <laughs> yeah. as, uh, articulate BJJ. Dot com is the website. Thank you for swinging by the podcast a few times now, Jared. Awesome. Thanks so much for having me. The number you have dialed has been changed. The new number is... Please note... The new number is...